You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Brighton Homes open line. We'd love you to join us. 13 13 55. Don't forget Brighton locking in your price until 2024, giving you the confidence to build your dream home today. Or the text line 0467 736 736. Cuzzy Bro in a very generous mood this morning, giving you five start with the Reds. Heels. And look, we've got a, a very, very special guest now. We've been talking all week about the, uh, the revolution in supercars where we go to the Gen 3 races, the Chevy Camaros against the Mustangs. It's all new. We had Stevie Johnson on. We had Chaz Moss yesterday but there's a, a wonderful story unfolding heels in dunlop super 2 the uh, the supercar series there callum walker uh will race tomorrow callum's only 24 and he's come from sprint cars where he had a couple of big prangs and broke five separate vertebrae through incidents but he's not going to give up on his motor racing dream callum a very good morning to you this is, is a remarkable journey Yes, I believe so. Uh, thank you for having me on this morning. Uh, I'm just currently still in a taxi cab heading my way to the track in Newcastle, but uh, it is a lovely morning here in Newcastle and uh, we're much very excited, ready to get in on the action today. Yeah, Callum, like, you must be very excited, but there's been plenty of times where you haven't. Your last accident, um, you know, did your thoracic vertebrae and your lumbar ones are already done. How is your back these days and how low did it get when two broken backs? It's, it was one of those factors that uh, the first one hit you, hit, hit, hit the system and it was like a big shock. Because it's one of those stories that you, you don't even think it's possible. And then we undergoing all that rehabilitation for the three years and then going back out and then doing it again. The second time actually didn't feel real, but it was one of those things that you, you overcome all the adversity the first time and you just knew how to do it again. And you just you just never gave up as you went along. Um, the, main, that, the, main, the main thing that kept me going was just the drive and motivation to continue racing. And... Um, now we're, now we're on the biggest stage possible and, uh, yeah, much looking forward to getting on the track in Newcastle. Yeah, great stuff. You had no, you had no choice, really, mate, did you? You're a third-generation racer. Your yeah. dad or your grandfather, they've, they've both been running for over 60 years in motorsport. Yes, that is correct. Yes, yeah, so my grandfather started the started the started the passion for motor racing, and then continued through with my father and uncle, and and now it's my turn, sort of thing. And um, and I have a very good network of people around me that keep keep me motivated and keep 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 the passion alive. So that's that's how you end up here today. You know. I'm so happy that, that your confidence hasn't been rattled through two major accidents. They say your pathway to today in, in the Super 2 Series is a little bit different, mate, from, from going to carts to dirt and then to the Dunlop Super 2 Series. Why is that a different pathway? Well, the standard pathway would be circuit racing the whole way through. So starting go-karts and then continue under the lower divisions and uh, circuit racing, which is what they call it. And then, and then ended up in the V8 supercars. But the way I yeah. went about my racing was I did. I started on the motocross when I was younger. So I started racing motorbikes, and then from motocross I went to go karting, and then uh, 
we did we were very successful at Jake We raced over in America and we, we got to the highest level in Australia. And then when I turned sixteen I had the option of pursuing circuit racing a bit more or going back to my family roots and racing speedway. So in that point I decided to go sprint car racing. So we did sprint car racing for probably six or seven years and uh, we had a lot of success with that. So that was our passion and uh, we were so heavily invested in that we didn't know anything different. So we're all the way down that rabbit hole with all that. And then with the second time I've hurt myself, we've kind of sat back, evaluated some options and thought, well, maybe there's more to this racing thing. So now we're here <laughs> discovering the other side of motorsport and uh, was hoping this is a great opportunity and, and seeing that this is the pathway I should have been on the whole time. So yeah. we, um, we're going to take this one with both hands and uh, make the most of it. Now, it's amazing, mate. You only put your backside in a supercar last Monday at Queensland Raceway. Yeah. The team from Slacks Creek, we're going to we'll keep an eye on you right the way through the weekend. So we can't wait to watch you perform. And the best part is, Callum, is that you've chosen a fairly easy little street circuit just to, uh, just to start your life in supercars. They say this place is brutal. Yes, we had a track walk yesterday afternoon when I was still assembling the circuit and for some reason, I, I don't even know how they even approved this track, but um, that's, that's just a funny thing, but um, no, it is it's a fantastic facility, but it definitely is a street circuit. It definitely <laughs> is a street circuit. It's very unforgiving, and uh, the, the biggest thing with the street circuit is you've still got the crown of the road, so the track goes up to the centre and down on the other side, so if you try and open the corner up too much, you know, you're off the camber, and you're coming back across the camber, and you've got, you got drains, you've got manholes, and, <laughs> and even so, we, the part yeah. of the circuit, we go across a tram line, and they, um, I was shocked yesterday, yesterday morning when I seen there was a tram line up the, up the straightaway and they, they put asphalt over the top of it and block it in. So um, it, it's definitely a different experience being here in person and seeing it on television and watching vision. So, um, yes, there was a few things that were eye-opening. But uh, we hit the track at 10.10 today, so that'll be the time when I, uh, I'll get a really good read on the track. And, um, and being a rookie, we actually get uh, 10 minutes extra. So I get extra practice at the start of the day just to get get a bit of a, my bearing set and then all the regular <laughs> competitors will join after the 10. So I'm very thankful to have that extra 10. So we're definitely going to it's, utilize it's, that to the best of that ability. It's sort of like the authorities saying, right, you need it, mate. Hey, have another 10. But how, what about a feel for the car? You, you know, you've only just leased the car, haven't you? It's a pretty well-performed car last year from Triple Eight. Is that right? Actually, it, it, it's a Triple Eight engineering built ZB Commodore. But uh, it ran last year under the Premier High Colours uh, with a driver named James Golding. So um, he's, uh, he's another carter, so I actually competed with him when I was young. So, um, yeah, we get along really well. So um, I'm definitely, uh, like, a, like, 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 a, like I said, we only got the car last week. We picked the car up last Monday. I tested the Queensland Raceway last Tuesday. And now we're here in Newcastle. So it's, um, it's one of those things that... Uh, yeah, you just got to um, back your ability and uh, and keep and keep keep it, keep it going forward. Good stuff, hey Callum. Thanks for telling us your story. It's wonderful, and uh, you're a Queenslander. We'll be keeping a very careful eye on you this weekend. Wish you the best of luck. Thanks, yeah, Callum. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Callum Walker there uh, handles himself so well too. This is a oh. young guy that has, has, has twice had serious injuries in sprint cars 
and it has broken five separate vertebrae. Uh, they tell me, Hills, well, you would have already known that the human body has 33 vertebrae in total. So. Yeah, so thoracic's in your chest, that, that sort of level, and lumbar is low. Like, uh, right, you know, you, you know how you say L1 to L5? Yes, yes. They're, they're your lumbar vertebrae, Paddy. Mm -hmm. And so he's done two different parts of his backbone, and he's only hours... From, from taking on that circuit, and he's talking to us. Thanks so much, Callum. Yep, we'll uh, keep a very close eye. So it's Callum Walker in the Dunlop Super 2 car series. And, of course, uh, the big interest today, Hills, obviously, we've, we've had so much talk, so much discussion, so much debate about the Gen 3 cars, the Chevy Camaro, the brand-new Mustangs. We had Stevie Johnson on, we had Chaz Mostert on. Uh, look, we don't know until they, they're put under race conditions, so they get out practising this afternoon. And we'll get some indication on who's going to be quickest. Uh, will the Camaros hold sway, like so many people think? Uh, we'll find out uh, as of today. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll hopefully put an end to a, a lot of debate. Hey, Hills, I just No one's to... got any idea, have you? Well, they've got... not got any idea what's going to happen. They hope they've got it to technical parity. That's what they're saying, that there's, there's going to be nothing between the two, uh, the two makes, which we hope is right. Hey, can I just give a quick plate, uh, plug to a great mate of mine, Bruce McIlvaney. He and I worked for the best part of 30 years right around the world covering particularly Olympics and track and field. The, the, the honours have been pouring in lately for him. But uh, Gil McLaughlin yesterday announcing that Bruce uh, is going to be inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame. He was already a life member. Um, he's, uh, he's already a Logies Hall of Fame. I think just recently South Australian sport made him an, an official legend over there, yeah. joining the likes of Don Bradman. And so so the, the, the accolades are coming towards Macca thick and fast, and uh, deservedly so. He's easily the best commentator that I've ever worked with. And... His preparation and, and his delivery, second to that. Uh, congratulations, Bruce, and a wonderful gesture, Gillen, uh, on behalf of the AFL. What about Benny Eichen? Has he stepped away just from one of his roles at the Broncos, the yeah, recruitment role? Yeah, the Recruitment and Retention Committee, which uh, our own yeah. Scott Satleth seems to think is a little bit strange for the footy manager. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is a little strange. I mean, they say that you know he was obviously instrumental in luring Kurt Capewell to the club. Uh, you would have thought that the footy manager would, would have a, a seat at that table. There's quite a few at the table uh, with Lockie yeah, among them. It still looks good without him, yeah. definitely. So is it a workload thing? Is, can he be better better using his energies? Um, that, that type of uh, explanation might be needed. So uh, ben, Benny has helped us with recruitment at the Brisbane Heat and right. how we set up such a committee, you know. Hey, Hills, good text coming through, so you can't see these over in a matter of that. Thumbs up to the Aussie opener who had the decency to wait until the footy was over before he's scoring his 100 last night. That's the true spirit of an Australian. <laughs> well, he is a footy fan too. Was he? I, I think he, he's a Canberra fan, I think. I think he's a Raider. Raiders man, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, what, yeah, so was that late? No, got no idea what time it is. Yeah, I mean, so it was about... Five o'clock, so about nine thirty last night. Yeah. Did he make his hundred? So not oh, because of daylight saving. The the night football matches are starting early. They're sort of seven yes. o'clock start instead of the regular eight o'clock. You know, which they will be when daylight saving finishes up here. But yeah, so we just rolled uh, just seamlessly across from Penrith, getting the money over the over the Rabbitohs, sixteen ten, straight into Aussie uh, Aussie with uh, Aussie Aussie with that beautiful flick off his pads uh, again, and he played that shot beautifully all day. Uh, for a much-deserved century in the last over of the day. It was great to watch. 
Well, I tell you what, I had a nice day in the in the hospices of uh, the BCCI yesterday. Guess, did I tell you who's the president of uh, the BCCI? He was left out overnight. Mm -hmm. what Roger Binney. Oh, yeah. Roger Binney, yeah. you know, uh, on the 12th man. Roger Binney was left out overnight. Sorry, I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me here, would you please? And then another bloke I was just talking to, he sort of said, you mightn't remember, um, but I was the coach of India when we played you, when you were playing. Uh, his, his name's Ansharam uh, Gaikwad. So I had some great chats with him and also uh, Dilip Doshi. Sat with Dilip Doshi for, for about an hour talking cricket and uh, he just loves Australia. And he used to come down to our nets and Lords on Ashes tours and bowl to us. Uh, it was very soon after he retired. So he was very valuable to us uh, at times playing in, in England too. So, yeah, the, some, then VVS Laxman and Harbhajan Singh were just standing over in the corner. VVS now runs their National Academy um, in, in Bangalore. So they're all very involved and it was good to see them all and catch up. Yeah, OK. So you've, you've completely outplayed me as far as name dropping is concerned. You've, <laughs> you've taken it to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well... Yeah, no, I'm not name-dropping, mate. I'm just... Well, who else can I do then? Um, <laughs> we, we, you meet some powerful people, actually. Well, I can drop Matty Guyatt's name. He's just texted through. Benny Eichen didn't have enough time to play golf, so he's just lightening his load a little bit. <laughs> so he can play more golf with me out there at Gales. And, uh, and Hills, hey, that stadium just looks uh, incredible. Yes, it, it is big. It is uh, just a huge roar comes from its bowels at any time. And w there's something that in the, the singer's song, in the song, the entertainment pre-match, they just went off in several several sections of it. We didn't understand what 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 it was all about. It was almost like uh, we'll get the Aussies today, sort of, yeah, they all off they go, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, they were very animated people and uh, it would just a shame there wasn't 100,000 there, but, gee, the roar was good enough with 40. It's 7.17. Your claim lawyers, maximising compensation claims for injured people, traffic and weather, together. SENQ, 6.93am. At Meadowbrook, there's a broken down vehicle eastbound on the Logan Motorway. Expect delays through there. There's been a crash this morning on the Ipswich Motorway at Goodna, heading eastbound. Also a crash at Banyo. That's affecting the Southern Crossway on ramp. It's heading southbound. It has been cleared, but delays continue. There's also delays on the Centenary Motorway at Fig Tree Pocket due to a crash in a northbound lane. Today's forecast, rain increasing for Brisbane, a top of 26 degrees. Rain in 27 tomorrow. Right now, 23 degrees. Now, we've hardly had time to chat this week. Have we sorted out what Jed's doing tomorrow? Who are the mighty Gators playing yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, it's day two against Albany Creek. Okay. Um, you know, they didn't have a great day one. <laughs> right. So, uh, definitely backs up against the wall tomorrow, but will the rain play a part? Well, this was the nasty run-out incident last week. Yes. We don't, bring we don't talk about <laughs> the run-out. <laughs> What about your daughter, Vanessa? <laughs> oh, well, she's um, back into footy training. So, okay. um, yes, very busy with that and uh, districts and things last week. But, um, mm. yeah, back into the footy a few days a week. Well, mm. right, good, good luck as uh, you, your sporting mum as you follow the kids around yes. at the weekend. Thank you, <laughs> Vanessa. It's 7.18. Hey, uh, very quickly, uh, I think we've got a Callaway prize pack to give away. Jack, can you hear me? Sure that? do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're as busy as a one-armed wallpaper hanger here this morning. But... Uh, 
A Callaway prize pack giveaway. Call now if you'd like a chance to win that beautiful golf prize pack. Thanks to our great friends at Callaway. The number, of course, is the Brighton Homes Open Line, 13 13 55. Picking over to 719, we'll take a little break here. Man is Jack this morning producing. He's in a very benevolent mood here. He's given away two Callaway packs. So Josh and Damon are the, re the recipients of that. Thanks for your calls. The board lit up very quickly once we announced it. Uh, we've got more to go as, uh, as the show you know, reaches into next week as well. So we'll keep you up to date with that. Hey, um, here's just a quick update from TPC Sawgrass. No one really challenging Chad Ramey at the moment. A little bit of a, a journeyman. Uh, only one win on the, uh, the, the PGA Tour as such. Although Tommy was saying that he was sort of checking him during the week and he said he's got good stats around the green. So that'll help at this golf course. He's eight under. Colin Morikara is seven under. Then Taylor Pendrith, a Canadian at five and a very good player, Pendrith. Uh, Minwoo Lee, great news there. The Australian signed for a 68 this morning, four under. He's in a tie for fourth. So the other good news is that the likes of Cam Davis... Um, is in with a 69. Harrison Endicott with a 70. Adam Scott with an even par 72. Puts him sort of midfield. Jason Day starting to make a move. He's only played 13, but he's got it to two under today. The bad news, though, is Lucas Herbert, who is in that world number 51 position. He needs a good couple of weeks to get himself into Augusta. He's plus nine through 13 and absolutely stone motherless last in the field. So I don't know what's happened with Lucas today. That is that is most unlike Lucas Herbert. Uh, Rory McIlroy struggled with a 76 plus four today. Sun JM, who's the world number 18, so top 20, he struggled with a 75. So it's taking a few big scalps, is TPC Sawgrass. Let's get straight into a gloves off. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Yeah, I thought it, I thought that was just a natural delay, but it wasn't there, Patty. It was it was Jack's fault. I'm 100 stuck up here. After Jack was on a high giving away Callaway packs, all of a sudden he's, he's blotted the copybook. <laughs> yes, well, my gloves off today. I, I saw an article that my niece Elisa uh, wrote that the WPL, which is the Women's Indian Premier League, but it's called the Women's Premier League, uh, is the game changer for the women's professional game, and now it's the BBL, our Big Bash, that needs to keep up. Um, she hasn't put out any solutions so far as to as to how that um, should happen, the BBL. But um, she mentions that you know it, it needs to become an entertainment. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, entertainment form of the game mm -hmm. and focus on full hills and full hills and crowds, you know, which I thought our women's big bash was doing quite well. So it's, I'm going to be interested to see what, what she does come up with. Um, is it the three week commitment? Uh, that for the internationals rather than 10 that they like. You know, the Indian Premier League or the WBPL is three weeks, not 10 in the BBL. Um, she'll report everything back and all her thoughts to the ACA board. I'm sure that she's been a director of for the last six years. She's just finished, but she's in a good position to devise what she thinks can be done. Uh, one thing we all realise is that Cricket Australia's funds and how they host and, and invest in the Big Bash League are up against private owners of India and the Middle East who really don't have the prospect of breaking even, let alone profiting. But, but now there is a real willingness to broadcast, to sponsor and invest into the Indian women's game. But it's been a long time coming. They've, they've been quite slow. Australia's been a good pioneer 
who has really skimped over nearly 10 years already. So so when Elisa sort of talks about the, the BBL now needs to keep up, you know, they've, they've led the way for a long time and, and uh, I hope the women are appreciative of what's been done because... This opponent, if they they end up being an opponent, the the Indian money is is unbeatable, really. So Australia's got no answers for competing with the IPL, and I, I look forward to Elise's list of options how she thinks the WBBL can compete with the WPL in the female game, further changing things around for the world of women's professional cricket. So has anyone got any ideas? You know, how what can we do now to retain our international players? in the women's BBL and make it as uh, interesting as Elisa wants it to be. So 13-13-55. Yep, threatens to be a game changer. Also in the week where we celebrated International Women's Day here, so there was a big focus on it. I mean, you didn't see the press back here, but mm. Corey Mayle really gave it the full treatment with big lift-outs on, on so many of our women's stars being acknowledged. And not just the stars on the field, stars off the field who who run the games, etc. So, uh, yeah, they got a, a great amount of recognition, but, yeah, there's no doubt about it that uh, that Women's Premier League over there is a game-changer, certainly as far as money goes. Hey, I was remiss, um, and I should have mentioned this earlier, we've had a little note about it, and thank you, sir or madam, for texting in on that 0467... 736-736 line. Boys, hope you saw this yesterday in the baseball. Yes, I did see it. Australia are playing at their version of the World Cup called the World Baseball Classic. And yesterday they beat South Korea 8-7 in a huge upset. So they're now in the box seat to progress to the next round along with world number one, Japan. So that'll be the first time, if we can get into the quarters, be the first time in four attempts to get through. Also in our pool of Japan, China and Czech Republic. So a yeah, great start. I think... Um, Keneally, Glenn Denning and Perkins all hit homers for Australia. So uh, it's, uh, it's great stuff. And up front homers or did we come from behind? Not sure. Not sure. Right. I, I knew so, you'd even ask me one tough question. Jack well, you sent me that. You, well, you sent it to me. And, well, you know, over here I received your text about it and mm. I was looking for some detail, Pat. Okay, we did well, come from behind originally to start the game and then uh, two back-to-back three-run homers. We jetted out to an 8-5 lead, then the Koreans came back. Um, and it was a really nervy finish for the Australians. Yeah. But this is a huge effort for Australia. Korea have made the final of the World Baseball Classic uh, once in their history. They've also made it through to the semi-finals a couple other times. So mm. Korea... A very good baseball team. They're chock full of MLB players. Um, to upset that, it's look, it's probably not going to get the, uh, the the plaudits it deserves. But it's one of the great sporting upsets in Australian history. Good stuff. All right. Well, I don't think we can plaudit it anymore. Well done, fellas. <laughs> it's seven thirty-one. We're back, and thanks to our very good friends at Kieser. If you're struggling with knee, back, or neck pain, rebuild your strength with a Kieser physio today. And that means Jack has a sports update. For, I think we've stolen his thunder heels because I think he was going to do the baseball. Oh, <laughs> Any sports update? Well, whoever texted on uh, 030 has stolen my thunder because I've come in high as a kite this morning. Well, high on life this morning, not high as a kite. Um, yeah. Going. I'm a huge baseball fan. It's an amazing upset for Australia to uh, defeat the Koreans over there at the Tokyo Dome in Japan. 8-7, they got it done in the end. 
Uh, Ross Glendenning, who is a, a minor league baseball player, he plays double A ball in the States, uh, also played in the Australian Baseball League this summer. Uh, he led Australia off with a three-run homer, which was a giant moonshot, almost uh, hit it out of the Tokyo Dome. Deep left field, did you? Another game-changing, scoreboard-flipping home run, this time in favour of Team Australia, now in front 5-4. And then Australia held on to win 8-7. Uh, this was the winning moment, and it was just scenes on the Australian dugout. Tying run on first base. Edmund goes. Perkins throw down to second. In time! Team Australia stuns Korea to open Pool B. An amazing, amazing moment in Australian sport, boys. Yeah, that's, yeah, really, well that's done. fantastic. And uh, I'm pleased we got that text, but you had it covered anyway. <laughs> Looking after my deficiencies this morning. Thank you, mate. I've got to talk about the Civil War tonight, Heels. Can't wait for this one. Uh, we'll be glued. It'll be at the same time as the cricket, so I don't know. See, this is where I miss the old Channel 7 days where I had four screens at my... <laughs> and, and not only that, Heels, uh, the king is in residence at South Bank. Henry. Yes, well, you should, you should go down to the pub. Get out of there, mate. <laughs> Henry is up from, from northern New South Wales and visiting for a couple of days, so I wonder if I can sit him on my knee tonight to watch the, uh, to watch the footy and the cricket with me. No, hopefully he doesn't decide to do that. You'll be knocking him around. <laughs> you know, when someone cops a big hit, oh, and Henry cops one. But you can do picture in picture, I'm sure, on your television, mate. Okay, there, that, that means nothing. Look at your viewing options and picture on picture, you'll get the cricket as well. Okay, mate, thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> Todd Payton spoke on unlocking the Broncos' defence. Yep, uh, look, we've got a couple of shapes that we think will be effective. For me, I would like to spend some time down there and try and um, tie them out in some ways. Um, against good defensive teams, you need multiple plays at the right end of the, right end of the field. Sorry, so... Yeah, so he's obviously talking about that brilliant defence that the Bronx unloaded against Penrith last week. Um, just the whole Civil War thing and, and the rivalry with the Broncos, he's, uh, he's loving it. Yeah, look, it's always been an intense match over the years since my time here. I never understood the, the rivalry between um, Brisbane and Townsville, you know, all the Broncos and the Cowboys before I got here, but it didn't take long to realise what it meant to our community. And um, from our point of view, we want to go down there and, and put a good performance on for our supporters and play well, play intense and fight and compete. They used to have a lot of lunches, didn't they, around town today? Are they on again? Um, the Bronx putting on a, you know, a derby lunch? No, party? I haven't heard to tell you the truth. No. OK, we need to need to get that fired up again, I would have thought. And, yeah, how's Kevy feeling? Yeah, well, both both coaches, are, naturally they're on Tannerhawks Hills. There'll be a big crowd there tonight. They both started with one-point wins to start their kick their seasons off. And there was a lot of talk to, to the press conferences of both coaches about Reese Walsh. Let's start with Todd Payton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, look, we've got a couple. He's electric with his speed across the line. Uh, we're going to have to hold our, our edge together. Um, defending one line uh, when we got the opportunity we're going to have to uh, be physical with him um, and again um, limit his opportunities down our end of the park by what we do with the ball and how we are with our discipline and this is what Kevy wants to see from the new fullback we just want him to you know to be 
uh, Reese Walsh, which is you know the organising fullback. Uh, we, we want to be strong with his running game and also with his organisation in defence. That's a big one for us. Selwyn did a terrific job last week uh, organising our defence, and Walsh he, he loves a chat as well. So it'll be good to, to see him back there and pushing the, the guys into the right positions defensively. Yep, they're expecting big things from Walsh. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be a beauty. I know we're only into round two, but. Uh, uh, th this is always one where you circle on the calendar and certainly the players do as well. It's 7.38. On SENQ, it's the man who's been front and centre for the biggest moments in Queensland sport for four decades and counting, Pat Welsh. You're listening to Patton Hills on SENQ, 6.93am. Text here from Cuzzy. Expect the much-improved Highlanders this week against the Chiefs with the inclusion of their three All Blacks for the first time, Smith, Bazell and De Groot. And also Grant's been suggesting that now that I'm retired, yes, I can get four screens at home uh, and suggesting how I should do it. Grant, believe me, I can't get four screens at home. I'd be in more trouble than anyway. Hey, an important message here, Heels. Before you dig, lodge a free inquiry online. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. And that is byda.com.au. And it's a new little segment we're going to run Fridays called The Dig. Uh, so what's on your mind, Hills? Yeah, right. Well, my first one is, I haven't heard any more of this, but a few days ago it came out and someone suggested that Joel Selwood had been in talks with Andrew McDonald to um, be on the Ashes Tour as a mentor. So I really hope that heart and pride haven't been the reasons why Australia haven't beaten England at home for 22 years because that's what Joel could could teach them with and could sort of help them with. We certainly need that, as well as scores against swing bowling, then bowling swing as well as our aggressive tactics to prevent scores against us. You know, England have had our measure in England for way too long, but we'll need much more than Joel and former players must be employed. If our coaches can't provide what's necessary, we need to get a, a former player that's been quite successful in England previous years. So um, we don't need to look outside the ranks of our former players, I'm sure. Okay, There's yeah. my dig, Paddy. Right. And as I said, we haven't heard any more of it, so it could have been just someone throwing it out there. No great surprise with me. The coaches and administrators got to be in the firing line, I think, who, the ones who put their 10 cents in over the concussion rules. Uh, and I see Peter Volandis has come out and, and really blatantly given it to uh, Gus Gould. And he said, uh, he was very blunt, he said, the, the, uh, the NRL will be talking with medical advisors and the experts and not from Phil Gould when they, they're looking for, for information over concussion. Now, I, I know there's a lot of angst over the role of the independent doctor last week, uh, particularly with the Carlin Ponga call. Uh, but th this head injury, th this head injury debate isn't new heels and the repercussions for all contact sports are monumental, we know, and, and they are going to continue. But I really applaud Volandis. Uh, who can be accused of grandstanding at times, but I applaud Valandis for saying we will not be moved by coaches or powerful administrators into changing what we think is right and uh, how we're going to look after the game. And I see they, they gained some really good support from Gordy Tallis, who's you know, a respected commentator these days, uh, on this pitch battle that's been going on. He said, we can't trust the coaches. You've got to save the players from themselves. So, yes, I know that it probably needs a tweak. Having the independent doctor, as Hales mentioned, inside the bunker is probably not ideal. Have an independent doctor at the ground and work in concert with the club doctor. And two, you've got, then you've got the access to two medical professionals making their professional judgments 
on the concussion calls. And I think uh, it, it's not going to change. Uh, it, the system needs to be tweaked. And I think, you know, right now, I think the coaches and so, some of the coaches and administrators who've made and thrown their 10 cents in are probably realising that they've gone down the wrong path here. That's my dig. Mm. Uh, don't forget, uh, great to have them back uh, with us here. Search Before You Dig Online every time, com. It's coming up to 7.47. We'll hear from Chris Nelson to wrap up the show shortly. We're back. And thanks to our very good friends at Kieser, if you're struggling with knee, back or neck pain, rebuild your strength with a Kieser physio today. And that means Jack has a sports update. For, I think we've stolen his thunder heels because I think he was going to do the baseball. Uh, <laughs> <righty>. <laughs> Any sports update? Well, whoever texted on uh, 030 has stolen my thunder because I've come in high as a kite this morning. Well, high on life this morning, not high as a kite. Um, yeah. Going... I'm a huge baseball fan. It's an amazing upset for Australia to uh, defeat the Koreans over there at the Tokyo Dome in Japan. 8-7, they got it done in the end. Uh, Ross Glendening, who is a a minor league baseball player, he plays double-A ball in the States, uh, also played in the Australian Baseball League this summer. Uh, He led Australia off with a three-run homer, which was a giant moonshot, almost uh, hit it out of the Tokyo Dome. Another game-changing, scoreboard-flipping home run, this time in favour of Team Australia, now in front 5-4. And then Australia held on to win 8-7. Uh, this was the winning moment, and it was just scenes on the Australian dugout. Tying run on first base. Edmund goes. Perkins throw down to second. In time! Team Australia stuns Korea to open Pool B. An amazing, amazing moment in Australian sport, boys. Yeah, that's yeah, well that's done. fantastic. And uh, I'm pleased we got that text, but you had it covered anyway. <laughs> you were looking after my deficiencies this morning. Thank you, mate. I've got to talk about the Civil War tonight, Heels. Can't wait for this one. Uh, we'll be glued. It'll be at the same time as the cricket, so I don't know. See, this is where I miss the old Channel 7 days where I had four screens at my... <laughs> and, and not only that, Heels, uh, the king is in residence at South Bank. Henry. Yes, well, you should you should go down to the pub, get out of there, mate. <laughs> Henry is up from from northern New South Wales and visiting for a couple of days, so I wonder if I can sit him on my knee tonight to watch the uh, to watch the footy and the cricket with me. No, hopefully he doesn't decide to do that. You'll be knocking him around, <laughs> you know, when someone cops a big hit. Oh, and Henry cops one. But you can do picture in picture, I'm sure, on your television, mate. Okay, there. That, that means nothing. Look at your viewing options and. Picture and picture, you'll get the cricket as well. Okay, mate, thank you. Um, (laughs) Todd Payton spoke on unlocking the Broncos' defence. Yeah, uh, look, we've got a couple of shapes that we think will be effective. For me, I would like to spend some time down there and try and um, tie them out in some ways. Um, Against good defensive teams, you need multiple plays at the right end of the the field. Sorry, so... Yeah, so he's obviously talking about that brilliant defence that the Bronx unloaded against Penrith last week. Um, just the whole Civil War thing and, and the rivalry with the Broncos, he's, uh, he's loving it. Yeah, look, it's always been an intense match over the years since my time here. I never understood the, the rivalry between um, Brisbane and Townsville, you know, all the Broncos and the Cowboys before I got here, but it didn't take long to realise what it meant to our community. And um, from our point of view, we want to go down there and, and put on a good performance on for our supporters and play well 
play intense and fight and compete. They used to have a lot of lunches, didn't they, around town today? Are they on again? Um, the Bronx putting on a, you know, a derby lunch? No, maybe? I haven't heard to tell you the truth. No. Okay, we need to need to get that fired up again. I would have thought. And yeah, how's Kevy feeling? Yeah, well, both both coaches are naturally they're on Tanner Hawks Hills. There'll be a big crowd there tonight. They both started with one point wins to start their kick their seasons off, and there was a lot of talk to to the press conferences of both coaches about Reese Walsh. Let's start with Todd Payton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, look, we've got a couple. He's electric with his speed across the line. Um, we're going to have to hold our, our edge together, um, defending one line. Uh, when we got the opportunity, we're going to have to uh, be physical with him um, and, again, um, limit his opportunities down our end of the park by what we do with the ball and how we are with our discipline. And this is what Kevy wants to see from the new fullback. We just want him to, you know, to be... Uh, Reese Walsh, which is you know the organising fullback. Uh, we, we want to be strong with his running game and also with his organisation in defence. That's a big one for us. Selwyn did a terrific job last week uh, organising our defence, and Walsh he, he loves a chat as well. So it'll be good to, to see him back there and pushing the, the guys into the right positions defensively. Yep, they're expecting big things from Walsh. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be a beauty. I know we're only into round two, but. Uh, uh, th this is always one where you circle on the calendar and certainly the players do as well. It's 7.38.